Saturday, August 1st, 2020. My name is Joe Batent, and I am the host of the show called It's Joe Batant. The show where I tell you about what's going on in my life. And I'll be honest with you. I'm still trying to think of what I'm going to talk about for the next 20 minutes. It's all going to happen right here, though. Right here, right now, and right here on This Joe Batant. Right here on After Thought Media. At the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. And today is Saturday, August 1st. 1st August 1st. I feel like I did that on July 1st, too. 2020. And today we are talking about uh, what's been going on. I gotta tell you something. I've been, ever since the funeral, and I think that's the last time you guys heard from me, I didn't do a a Tuesday one. I owe you guys an extra episode. Uh, I've been in like severe anxiety lockdown mode and really have not left the house much in. Uh, I left it one time the morning after the funeral. I did go to the post office. And what's funny is I try to go to the post office before people are there. The post office right now at least opens at 9 a.m. So I go somewhere in the 8 o'clock hours, no one there. And I check my P.O. box. I go once a week. I check my P.O. box once a week. So if you if you send me something and you don't hear about it right away, it's because uh, uh, I uh, haven't checked my P.O. box yet. But uh, I went there and I got had, uh, some mail, and one of them was – you have a package waiting for you, which meant I had to go back at 9 a.m. to pick up said package. I didn't know what it was. I was like, I didn't order anything. What could it be? I was really kind of stressed out about the whole thing. And I uh, I went back at 9 a.m. and I stood in line, socially distanced, uh, masked up, masked for the gods, and I got my package, and I'm like, what is this? Honestly, you know what I really, if I'm being completely honest, if, if, if you want to know what I really thought it was, was I know that this Devin McKay, supposedly, I haven't seen evidence of this, but some of the afterthoughts were saying that Devin McKay uh, felt badly about the wires, which, by the way, Devin McKay, if you're listening to this, do not feel bad about the wires. They are wires that are easily... Bought, I could probably buy all the wires I need. I could buy a hundred wires for five dollars. These are very common wires. Do not stress about it whatsoever. And, uh, don't even feel badly at all. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I thought, oh, the home, I was thinking like, oh, I gotta write to Devin McKay that he didn't need to do this. And I opened it, but it was, it wasn't wires, everybody. It wasn't. It was, uh, a mug. And then, so then I realized it's a mug because it says on the thing, it says like, mugs or something like that i go oh 
it's because I still haven't received my Fakakta Hello Uglies mug. If you are at uh exclusive tier for four months or more, let me actually write a note to myself. By the way, if you're hearing this, if you're in the exclusive tier and you've been in the exclusive tier for three months or more and you have not received your mug, can you let me know? Because I'm going to uh, write a mean letter to Patreon because, look, I don't get – if you think – I think people think, oh, because you're a, a, a creator, you get things for free. No. They said to me, they, they go, do you want a proof of the mug? And I went, sure. They charged me for it. They, they First of all, they go, okay, that'll be like you know X number of dollars. I don't remember what it was, like $25. I don't know what it was. And I paid it, and I still haven't gotten this Fakakta mug. So I, I just put a note to myself to write to Patreon about this, about this mug. Anyway, it was a mug, though, but it wasn't my Hello Uglies mug, as you just learned. But an, a mug that was 100% covered in photos of Adam Driver. And I was very touched. I did find out from Discord that it was sent by Nicholas Alexander Springham. So Nicholas Alexander Springham, thank you very much. That was totally kind and totally uncalled for. And I will definitely be enjoying that mug for my tea. And what other... I pretty much only drink tea in mugs or hot cocoa in this in the winter. I'll be drinking a lot of hot... I love, I love hot cocoa and I'll be drinking that in the winter. Anyway, so that's the only thing that happened on Tuesday. And anyway, I am so afraid. Uh, I, I mean, I, look, my parents will always be the 10 in my scale of too paranoid about coronavirus. Okay. You know, they, they literally wash every single thing that comes in. If it comes, if it comes to our door, it has to be completely 100% sanitized, uh, before they will touch it or do anything with it. Okay. And, um, so I'm not that cuckoo bananas, right? But I would say if they're a 10, I am currently at like a seven or an eight. And uh, I think before I was at a five, yeah, five sounds good. Maybe t kissing six, but now I'm at a seven or eight. I'm very, very, very afraid of getting this coronavirus. I don't want to leave the house if I don't have to. And um, I think a lot of this has to be codependent-y, I'll be honest with you. Because I I don't know if I mentioned this on the episode or not, but uh, there was a lot of distress in the house. And I think when I say these words, it it sort of diminishes how, how much distress there was in the house. When uh, my uncle came back um, positive for coronavirus. And let me give you a quick update on him. On my uncle Rudy, who is my dad's brother, and my aunt Jovita. I actually, we got an update from them yesterday. Yesterday we got an update. And my aunt is 90%, she said. She is at 90% uh, for the most part. She's not on oxygen anymore. Uh, still feels a little bit tired. But for the most part, she's at 90% of where she was. And she's a healthy woman, okay? And in my uncle, Rudy has said he has not gotten anything worse than a headache. And we're going on day 10 of him being diagnosed with Pelsen. No, this would actually be probably day eight of him being diagnosed positive, And he's only had a headache. The only thing he's had. So uh, it looks like he has a very, very, very mild case of it. And my aunt is who had it very, a very serious case. Well, I guess it should. No, you know what? I got to take that back because I read in the news, a serious case is only if you're admitted to the hospital. 
she was never admitted to the hospital. So I think, I think she's technically considered a mild case. Uh, and so they're on the med. Anyway, ever since my uncle was diagnosed, and I don't know if I've told, I may have told this story, but we'll do it previously on, is there was a lot of distress in the house last week because my parents on Friday, the Friday, seven, uh, eight days ago exactly, decided to be good Samaritans and take my uncle, who was nursing Jovita back uh, from her illness, decided to take him and her dinner, okay? So my mom went there. Now, the original plan was that they would um, uh, just drop it off and then no contact, and then Rudy would pick it up. Even still... My parents showed up. My mom was in a mask, wearing a, a cloth mask. On top of that, a face, a plastic face shield. Okay. And she, um, he was there in, a, in an open garage, right? And she walked up to him and handed, my dad stayed in the car, and she walked up to him and handed him the food they exchanged under, according to my dad, under two minutes worth of pleasantries, obviously standing the way normal people will stand apart from each other, which made my mom nervous because she was like, I tried to stay six feet and kept walking closer. At which point my mom got in the car and they drove away. And as soon as they drove away, they stopped and doused themselves in hand sanitizer. And then when they got home, they removed their clothing and took a shower to wash. Oh, also my mom had her hair covered because my mom's convinced you can get coronavirus from uh, your hair being uncovered, that it lives in your hair. Okay. And uh, so she washed. Her, they, t- they both took showers. They changed their clothes. I told you they doused themselves in hand sanitizer. My mom was wearing a plastic shield and a face mask. Still, despite all that, my mom, and still to this day, she's having panic attacks today. I'll be honest with you. She's having panic attacks today, is convinced. She doesn't think she has coronavirus now, but she's still suffering from ang- severe anxiety, which my mom doesn't really have panic attacks, but she's still suffering from anxiety. I think it's just now, I think she doesn't want to admit it, but she's she's counting those days, man. So I think on day 14, she will be a lot better. By the way, she's had no symptoms, but that's, there has been a lot of drama. So like, you know, out here in Southern California, especially where my parents live, especially my parents live in a valley. And so the valley is hotter than the rest of Southern California. Uh, and so it's been in the high, mid to high nineties all week. And the air has been very dry. Which has, so that's forced my mom to either, if she's outside, it's very dry, or inside with the air conditioning even drier. And it's done a number, and by the way, on my sinuses too, uh, I think a little bit more severe for her, but I'm suffering from very, very mild though, on a scale of, I prefer the air conditioning, but I do have some post-nasal drip. I know, I know you guys were all, I'm glad I'm paying for this level here, but we're getting somewhere, trust me. And my mom did too, but you know, if I don't know if you know this, but if you have too much air conditioning, it can dry out your sinuses and you start coughing and you get a sore throat. Not coughing, she didn't have any coughing actually. You get a sore throat. And um, this has convinced my mom that 
I know secretly. She says, she goes, I know I don't have coronavirus, but there was a, a very panicky moment yesterday because her sore throat wasn't going away. And then she suffered what she felt. She's like, oh, I'm getting short of breath, but it was really a panic attack. She's been having panic attacks, but my mom is deathly afraid of pills and medicine. She always has been. I mean, she's even afraid of Alka-Seltzer. Like, she's constantly calling the pharmacy thinking that this pill and that pill interacts with this. She doesn't even think you can take Alka-Seltzer with, uh, 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 you know, like, um, what's a good example? Like, if I wanted to take my Lanta and Alka-Seltzer, my mom would have me call the pharmacy. Like, she is just convinced she can't. Like, the doctor told her, or no, uh, uh, so a doctor told her to use the neti pot for her sinuses to mo- moisten her sin- her sinus cavities. She hasn't done it yet. I know because she's afraid of the neti pot. Um, I've tried to get her to go. Now, here's the problem with coronavirus is she wants to go. My mom loves to walk, and that helps ease her anxiety or get out some energy. She's afraid to go walking because people around here go- walk without masks on, you know, and she thinks she... She is convinced, she is convinced that coronavirus is everywhere. It's in the vegetables. It's in the things you touch, which is not true. This is the science is not there. That's what makes it very frustrating. She's at a point where it is, uh, pathological. It's in, it's inferior on her life. But what's funny is you can't tell her that she thinks she is being completely 100% reasonable, but it's to a point where it's causing her a great deal of distress and anxiety to the point it's actually hurting her mentally. But there's nothing you can do. She is convinced that she's right. And any information that you present to her that goes against her paranoia, she will say it's wrong. There was this video, which I think is an important video that the that the um our re- our friends in the red state should watch. Because this guy has sort of a red state demeanor, if you will. And I saw it on Reddit, and he did this quote unquote experiment. I don't know how scientific it was where it's really hard to explain maybe i'll put it in the discord where he basically i'll just put it in the discord but it was showing how effective masks are and even now what's funny is the the part where i think it may not be as scientific is it the mask is still it's a simple mask and still working within inches of the target it's hard to explain um but i do think though it shows that if you wear a mask within six feet, three feet, you're still very safe. And that's why I told I try and tell my mom. By the way, when she saw my uncle, my uncle was wearing a mask. So my uncle was wearing a mask. They were in a well-ventilated garage. The door was open. She talked to him for less than two minutes. She was wearing a mask and a plastic shield. She handed him the food. They talked for a bit and they left. The odds of her getting coronavirus are so small. In fact, I showed her a um a and a very good article from UCSF. If you can find it, UCSF masks type in, right? And it was talking about, you know, the value of masks. And they were saying, you know, we can't go out there and do real world studies to, to experiment people to risk people getting coronavirus, but that they have real world examples that show the power of masks. And they talked about an instance where a man who was, uh, uh, who had coronavirus but didn't know it when he got on a on a flight from Los Angeles to Japan. I don't even know if it was Los Angeles. From the United States to Japan, he was in a flight. And he had coronavirus, but he was wearing a mask the entire time. So when he 
landed and they diagnosed him with coronavirus. I guess they did the contact tracing and they contacted everybody on the airplane and none of the people on the airplane got coronavirus thanks to this guy wearing a mask. Then they also told a story about two hairstylists. Now I've never seen this in the news. So, but two hairstylists who saw a lot of clients coming in and out just during when the things reopened, they wore a mask the entire time the, their clients wore masks and they had coronavirus, didn't know it. None of their clients got coronavirus. Okay. And I showed these to her, show her the power. These are people who were spending a lot of time with these people with coronavirus. And because of the mask, nobody got the coronavirus. Okay. That's how it is actually, to be honest with you, alarming when you see how powerful it is to wear a mask. And yet these yahoos refuse to wear a mask. It's it. I actually saw this article that was talking about how if everybody just wore a mask for a month, for a month, this thing would be almost gone. Okay, but people refuse to do it. It's really, really frustrating. But that's the thing that makes me very frightened. I want to put myself in as little risk as possible. So I haven't really left the house at all, at all. Uh, but what I was going to say is now the transference has happened. And I don't mean in a psychological way, because Taylor will correct me, even though he doesn't listen to this show. In other words, the codependency, if you will, has transferred. So like my mom's getting a lot of anxiety. So that's been causing me to have some sort of like, uh, anxiety by proxy. I'm not anxious. That I have coronavirus, but look again, no one's left the house in eight days and no one's shown a single fucking symptom. And if you look at the numbers, the majority of people show symptoms by day six. We're on day eight. No one's shown a single symptom. Okay. Not even close. Uh, my mom has a sore throat from that, but it's even gone from sinuses. Right. And, uh, but I've been getting panic attacks. I had to take today has been good actually. Well, that, but you know, I only get panic attacks. When uh, the other people in the family are, are in distress. So there was a, my mom was in distress yesterday because she's got a really bad panic attack, but she doesn't want to go to the emergency room. And so, I mean, it's been really hard here. I'll be honest with you. Today was the first good day. And I'm, I maybe I'm speaking too soon. It's still quarter to nine, but uh, today was the first good day where there was no stress. And I was able to actually relax emotionally. In fact, we did throwing down today. And Lori and I were supposed to record something for her for her Patreon, and she call, she called me today and was like, you know, I'm feeling kind of lazy today. Do you mind if we don't do it today? We just do it another day. And I was like, that's fine because honestly, I was in the same boat. I was like, I would just I would already finish throwing down. It was a nice you know day and everything went well. And I was just like, I kind of just want to chill and watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I've been watching. It's actually what I've been doing most of the time, to be honest with you. Playing Animal Crossing and watching throwing, I mean, watching Avatar The Last Airbender. And that's all I want to do right today. And tomorrow, we'll get, I mean, I did do throwing down today, but then tomorrow we'll get back to work. Um, even though I did, I did work today. Everyone, be, less anyone think I have been working. I did work today, but like it was, I don't know, including throwing down three hours. You know, it wasn't a terrible, a lot amount of work, but, um, but uh, I did work and uh, am I doing this? This is work right now too. But, um, but it's just like, I just, it was just, I just wanted to relish in the fact that it's the first day without like crying and, and 
you know, cra- my mom is having distress today, but she seems to be able to manage it. Again, I wish she would just take a Xanax and get it over with. But um, yeah, but that's been my week. My week has been panic attacks and worrying about me getting the coronavirus, not getting the coronavirus. Um, I have to say, Aiden has been amazing. There's nothing, there's no real drama with Aiden. I did hear from Cameron again this week. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, we could talk about this. Gives me something to talk about tomorrow. We'll do an update on Cameron and Aiden tomorrow. But um, I couldn't be less in love with Cameron and I couldn't be more in love with Aiden. Um, much to everybody's chagrin. Uh, yeah, Cameron is like almost to the point where I'm like, how do I get rid of him? Not get rid of him, but like, I don't know. I don't really have much to say to him. There's a lot of crazy shit. Meanwhile, Aiden's so cute. He's so funny. He's the one that came up with State of Pie and, well, yeah, he came up with Humble Bree, but you get it. Anyway, we'll discuss Cameron and Aiden tomorrow. Hopefully I have another relaxing day, but you'll find out all about it regardless right here on this show, but right here. On the